Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is another segment of Rich Answers, where every week I answer questions from past podcast guests, uh, usually three to five, that they either want to know about me or my thoughts in general. You know, because a lot of times during these conversations, I'm, I'm asking them the questions. So now they turn the tables and ask me some questions. Uh, today, we are getting questions provided to us by Olive Moya. She's a muralist out in Denver, Colorado. She's on episode 226. Fantastic conversation. We were talking about like the benefits of public art and the process of creating murals and creativity and curiosity. Really great. So that was, that was a great conversation. She has some uh, fantastic questions for us. We are, we are actually on the farm. I'm recording this in the tractor because, uh, you know, why not, right? So I have here, I wrote, I wrote the questions down. So thank you, Olive, for providing these. Olive asks, number one, what's your favorite color and describe how you might find it in the world? I wouldn't say that I have a favorite color. Uh, if you were to ask me as a teenager, it would be like lime green. But, but like right now, I, I don't really have a favorite color. I will say though that I only wear four colors. And if you're watching the video right now, I'm not exactly wearing these colors. Uh, I'll explain later. But I wear, I stick to four colors because it cuts down my like mental energy and uh, well there's a lot of different reasons but I wear navy blue dark red and then I substitute white for gray and brown for black so essentially I'm wearing like four colors all the time now so I guess you could consider those my favorite colors but uh, or not one in particular. Now this started, this was like back in 2017 or 2018. Uh, my friend Carlita and I went to the Art Institute and, uh, together. And so we, we meet up there and I'm, I'm wearing this like bright teal t-shirt. And so we meet up and she goes, uh-uh, no, no, no. And I was like, I was like, what, what? She's like, that shirt, no. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, it looks like you just came from out of town and uh, I don't I don't even want to be 10 feet near you. I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, she's kind of right. Like, up until this point, I hadn't put a lot of thought into uh, what I wear. Now it's, uh, it's raining a little bit on the, uh, the farm, I'm gonna put, at least in the front here, the wipers on. Um, I was like, oh wow, that's interesting. But then really what the, the tipping point was for the decision to like stick to colors and kind of develop a sense of my own style, I would say, was back in like fall 2018. And my first book was coming out, Almost Been Human. And I, I needed an author photo and I, I honestly, I had no idea what to wear. And I, I would look at my closet and it's like, oh, what, what like 
when I dress nice, you know, you're going out sure, like, like what do you wear? And I, I didn't really have anything. So I, I had some musician friends, uh, Alex Vasili, he's in dumpster funk and he just wears like black. So I thought, you know what, I'll just wear black. So I, I got this like black dress shirt and uh, I got some like white pants and I was like, oh, I'll just wear black and white now. And so I, I took the author photo with this black shirt, but I just felt so uncomfortable. It felt so unnatural and just like not, not me. So another time at the Art Institute, I was in the, the modern wing and I came across this painting by uh, this Brazilian artist. Her name is like Wanda Pimento, I wanna say. Uh, I hope <laughs> that's how you say it. And she, there's this painting, I think it's my favorite painting at the Art Institute. And it uses these colors, this like navy blue, uh, red and, and kind of like manila and it's a pop art painting and it it has like an ironing board and iron and, and like clothes like a suit and tie and it just like really struck me and I think she's she's trying to uh, communicate something about the patriarchy within Brazilian culture within the 1960s and this is during like a pop art movement, so she used those techniques. And I think it's like one of my favorites. It's, it's like, it's so cool. Um, so every time I bring someone to the Art Institute, I show them that painting. And I'm like, see, I saw that. And I was like, I'm gonna dress like those colors. And with these colors, you can find them kind of anywhere. And I, I use it not for just clothes, but like water bottle, backpack, notebooks um, really anything because it, it allows me uh, what I have found about myself is that I kind of like uh, some rules or some guardrails because otherwise if I, then I just like I'm all over <laughs> in life and so by sticking to these colors um, I'm a lot more disciplined in my consumption when I go shopping you know I'm just like any other person like it feels good to buy new things right and I know before, like finding, I don't, I don't wear these anymore, but like screen printed t-shirts, you know, with like a T-Rex on it or like a Harry Potter, you know, any one of these, these funny scenes. I don't, I don't wear those anymore. Um, you know, it's certainly a way to express yourself and say who you are wearing that, but I just, I don't do that anymore. I don't really wear logos or, or anything like that. Um, and before, you know, you would find a t-shirt that you like or something you like and you're like, oh, it's 15 bucks. Yeah, I think I can spend 15 bucks on it. But all of these accumulate, right? So by sticking in these boundaries, I won't buy things that I don't need. And they're besides home. So then, so then I take all the clothes that I no longer fit that, that color scheme and I bring them up to Wisconsin and just put them in the drawers uh, of the, the extra bedroom we have, which used to be my, my old bedroom that I like made into an office now with a bed. Um, 
so now you can see like these are like old clothes that I would wear but this time when I've been up my mom's been nagging me to you know go through my stuff get rid of things I don't need I do that in Chicago and then all the things I don't want to get rid of I bring up to Wisconsin and just store them uh, but this time like even now coming up it just feels so unnatural to like not be wearing those colors because uh, it's kind of like a uniform or like a look or a, a style that I've adopted and so now I, I went through and I got rid of like an entire box of stuff a lot of the clothes I've been wearing on the farm for like over 10 years so it is kind of uh, difficult sometimes but uh, I find that by like sticking to particular colors it just it helps my mental energy like a lot of times like the night before I'm stressing out about oh what should I wear tomorrow then during the day in the morning and you're going through your clothes but I don't know if you experience this too but like I have favorites and when you have favorites you like feel good wearing those or you feel confident in yourself and I think it really comes down to that right it's like you want to be able to wear clothes that you feel comfortable in, or not necessarily comfortable, but like confident. Because when you feel confident, that's when you're like operating at, at your peak or your highest level. And so it came down to kind of like a no brainer where it's like, why don't you just get clothes that you feel confident in every single day so that every day you can experience that and you don't have to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this on Thursday, so I'm going to make sure I wear the clothes I feel most confident in. I don't have to deal with any of that. It's like every single day I am wearing clothes and colors that I rock and I like, and uh, it's peace of mind. It's peace of mind, and I've been, I've been uh, telling this to a lot of people. Um, you know, I was, I was talking about it with my friends, uh, Yasenia and my new friend I don't even how do you say your name Yasenia Yasenia we met in Miami and uh, we were talking about you know the, the discipline of of clothing and she doesn't know if she can do do like that like commit to that but maybe try out for the summer or or the fall or the spring. So she's for the summer trying to stick to like five colors. Um, I said she should narrow it down to four and then try to replace white, white and black are hard, right? Because even, you know, like if you're buying a like suitcase, chances are there's gonna be like black trim on it or like you know, shoes that you buy, there's going to be like trim. So that's why I have the brown and the gray because they're pretty neutral and they're going to be on things that you wouldn't normally think about, right? Like accents on your backpack or uh, shoes, like I said, or watches or all these accessories, right? So, uh, but I, I, I don't wear much black at all. Um, but it's like taking and then seeing seeing how you feel after experimenting for those three to four months, just sticking to those colors. Um, but I think it, it gets back to 
so that's how you can kind of find it in the world. Um, those are pretty, like, navy blue and red. They're very uh, common to find, so I don't have to stress out too much, whereas, like, as a teenager, you want lime green on everything, but you can't find lime green, <laughs> lime green everywhere. Probably for good. <laughs> it's probably good, right? Um, yeah, I think as you're younger, you're, you want all this brightness and, like, boldness. Uh, you know, now I'm just like, you know, I like what I like and uh, I wear what I'm confident in. So that that's number one. Favorite colors. Let's look at number two here. Again, we're on the tractor on the farm. We're uh, digging up the ground because... Uh, uh, the seeds, so it's planting season, it's late May. Um, you want, we're creating a nice soft bed so that the seeds can go in real, you know, nice, nice, and, nice and gentle, right? You don't want like hard ground and try to jam it in there. So uh, I'm working up the land here. Okay, number two, Olivia Moya, Olive Moya, sorry. Uh, what skill or quality? Let's see. Okay, number two. What skill or quality do you have that you're most proud of? This is a fantastic question. Um, fantastic question. What skill or quality am I most proud of? I think awareness. Awareness is my favorite. Uh, skill, I would say, that I've been developing intentionally over the past three and a half years. And this all came about, like, awareness. What is that, right? It seems so kind of vague and abstract. Um, and sometimes, you know, like, as a kid and you're playing, like, sports video games and you're creating a player there's like a, an option for awareness. <laughs> and you're like, why would I, why would I put points to that when I can just like put it on shooting or, you know, quickness. But awareness is about this like cognitive ability to observe what's happening around you. And I don't want to say understand it, but like notice it, observe it, think about it. Um, it's a skill that can be applicable to literally like everything. Everything, right? Like I'm in the field and I'm aware of the different types of birds that are coming to get worms after, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're digging up the ground here. I'm aware of how the ground looks, how the air looks, how the, how, uh, you know, an old barn is over there, how it, how it looks and what is it telling you? We have these big electrical towers, not towers, uh, big, I don't know, we got big power lines running through here, right? What does that mean? You know, and, and, and being more thoughtful and considerate to the world around you and how, there's all these interdependent parts. 
But getting back to like why I, I found it important to practice and develop was, uh, I think Olive and I talked about this in our episode. Uh, I talked about the book Sacred Hoots. And so Phil Jackson, he applied this to the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. And they won six NBA titles. And then he brought it then to Los Angeles with the Lakers and with Kobe. You know, they won five more titles. And so in an athletic setting, it's about like observing the game around you. What is happening, right? What What are the players, what are you noticing about the players, their tendencies, their movements, their their behaviors and patterns and using like a more cerebral approach then you can make decisions accordingly so it's the same thing in life right so if i'm more aware of the world around me the people i'm communicating with the uh, things that i'm doing and learning i can make better decisions overall and better decisions in very specific environments and it's incredible. I, I just like, it's fantastic. I would encourage anybody to really take seriously developing a sense of awareness and especially self-awareness too, right? Like you're in a space, how, how am I fitting into this space? You know, really like pulling yourself out and being objective, observing your own thoughts, your own behaviors and habits. Um, It's so, so valuable. And if you're on a journey of self-improvement or, you know, artistic um, discovery, creativity, it helps so much, you know, to really look around you and at yourself and and then make corrections necessary or um, find where you can, this is where it really comes into play, is like having like awareness of yourself and your personality, your skill sets and being aware of your environment and observing, being aware of like, okay, what is happening now, in order for this environment to improve, what needs to happen, right? And how can I help? That's where you can really make a difference, is by understanding in this given situation, in this given environment, how can I give myself to it, right? Now, for say basketball, it's like, what skill sets do I have? Uh, I'm using basketball as an example because this is kind of how it, it started. Because I, I, I use athletics a lot of times to uh, be a doorway into other types of learning that I can apply to many different things in life, creativity, relationships. Um, but in basketball, it's like, I, I can shoot really well. So as an example, um, use my, my brother's bachelor party. He wanted to play pickup basketball. So we played pickup basketball for like three and a half hours. 
And on the teams that I'm on, I'm aware of like the skill sets of everybody, the talents that everybody has, and then put them into position to best succeed, right? Because you're aware of who they are, what they bring and offer, and you just want to set them up for success. Yeah, and you can, and then you know when to insert your own skills, right? Uh, for me, like shooting, it's like if this game gets a little too close, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot a little bit. But you want to get everybody feeling like they're involved and participating in a collective goal. And awareness can do that. So the skill of awareness, uh, it's beautiful. It's very hard to develop, I would say. Uh, not necessarily hard, but it takes time. And in a world of instant gratification and immediate desires and <laughs> results, uh, it can be a, a very challenging thing to, to uh, develop. So, what um, awareness. <laughs> I'm most proud of awareness. <laughs> awareness. Okay, last but not least. Olive asks, number three, what's a sound you love and a sound you hate? Cannot include music. Okay, good question. So what, what are sounds, what's a sound I love and a sound I hate? I think water. Is water this like, human is there something within us as humans where nature sounds are very relaxing and soothing and uh, beautiful so say like water running water rain uh, fire now how much do we attach do we need to vi visually see that or uh you know, can we like by hearing it? Can can it be effective as well? I'm thinking of like going to bed and playing uh, music of uh, you know rain or a jungle. I like sometimes I'll like relax to like listening to the rainforest. Um, I think those those natural elements birds chirping, but you can't really focus in on it because then you'll you'll really hear all the different voices of the birds and it can get kind of like intense actually <laughs> but if it's like background noise then that's that's cool um, I like the the sound on the tractor like if we're using this instance right the sound of full throttle when you go from like low throttle to full throttle, just that that acceleration is so uh, it's awesome. It's awesome, right? Uh, it's so powerful and so uh, so cool. So that's a sound I love. Uh, sound I hate. Oh no, no, no! Sound I love too is like cicadas in the summer. 
just that that constant like buzzing it's noticeable to me but it reminds me of summer and Usually it's really, really hot, like in the 90s when that happens. And there's like a, a haze in the air that you can kind of see. Or like a, like a, like a, what'd you say that? I don't know, it's like clear kind of mirage vibration. Um, that's certainly some sounds I hate. Let's start with... Uh, in the city, in the city, I hate on the street, in particular, like downtown. You just get you get people that uh, say they have like sports cars or like motorcycles or you know like dirt bikes. They just <laughs> said full throttle before uh, in the context of on the farm, but in the city, they just do it, and it's so noisy. So it's so disruptive uh, to everything that's going on. It, it seems very attention-seeking, very look at me. It's, uh, it's so annoying. I hate I hate that song. They're just like, you know, uh, trying to show off of it. Just uh, fire trucks when they're too loud. When I'm walking down the street, it hurts my ears. I hate that sound. Uh, there's this dog. So I live. I live in a high rise, and uh, I'm on the ninth floor, and I can hear this. I imagine a little dog. It doesn't shut up. It doesn't stop barking outside. And is that just lack of discipline on the owner's part? Like, like that dog won't shut up. Like, can you discipline the dog? Can you train it to not do that? It barks at everything. It's so annoying. It's like, it clearly comes from a small dog. If it was a bigger dog, you know, it'd have more of a fuller bark, but that's what I hate. I hate I hate that uncontrolled, un, undisciplined barking from from dogs. So those, those are uh, the answers to today's questions. Thank you, Olive, for providing them. Uh, Thanks for listening. This is a segment we do every week, Rich Answers. Thanks for stopping by. Have a fantastic day.